I'd like to begin with a fact. Whether in a small town like McAllen and the Rio Grande, or in Chicago, New York, or Los Angeles, it is business. Big business. Big dollar dollar bill. Big, big, big dollar dollar bill. Hey guys, welcome to the Wild Weird. This is Greg. I'm here with my guest Chris McFarlane, mm-hmm. the owner of My Vinyl Underground here in Portland, off Division. How you doing, Chris? Not bad. Hey man. So, one thing I really love about this place is like definitely you have you put your stamp on it. Like this yeah. looks like your place. That's kind of the point. Yeah. That you kind of get to share with people as they come in. Yeah. Um, what kind? What got you into music and records? Like what was like yeah, what brought I mean, you to like I want to do this. Well, I mean, music was my dad. Um, like, he gave me a tape recorder and a mixtape when I was, like, eight or something. And, uh, like, it, it kind of just, you know, went on from there. And, like, he would keep getting me into music. And then when I became a teenager, I would get him into music. And it was really fun. Um, and I started, I mean, really, I was more about tapes as a teenager. Um, I didn't get into records until, like, like I got out of high school, went into college. And, like, actually, no, senior year of high school was when I learned about CD singles. Because, oh, okay. you know, you can get, you know, the Ned's Atomic Dustbin CD single with, like, four unreleased tracks. I mean, come on. So that's, that's awesome. That's what, that's what uh, started the switch from tapes to CDs. Vinyl, like, I don't concentrate on any format. I will buy whatever it comes on. So, like, if a record comes out on CD, tape, and vinyl, honestly, I'll probably take the CD. But if it's vinyl only, I got to have the vinyl. Or if it's yeah. tape only, I got to have the tape. So, really, that's all it is. Like, I have, like... When I say records, I mean records, tapes, and CDs. I don't mean vinyl. I, so, like, re- like it's a record shop, but, you know, they just sell CDs. So, I mean, like, I mean, to me, it's all the same. Exactly. Um, and that's what kind of, like, when I walked in, I noticed the tapes right when you come down the stairs. Yeah, right? And you notice as you're going, you're like, he's got everything. Oh, yeah. I don't play favorites. <laughs> no, like, um, my friend Grant, I, I think I remember telling you, he's the one that does the podcast, The Wall of Wax. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you, he's got, like, a kind of, like, a smaller room in his house, probably, okay. like, the... Uh, a little bit smaller than this that he okay. set up with his records, right? And like I, because like I was thinking, like I want to get into records. He's the one that kind of like, like, hey, you should get into tapes too because they're just as cool. And I was like, okay, because I didn't think about that. The first thing I thought about was like, because he, he was like, I got a record player for you. Would you? Yeah. Do you? Uh, is this something you want to get into? I was like, yeah, I just didn't know it. It's expensive. Like I had this in my head. Yeah. That collecting records, uh, was gonna be something I couldn't afford. Or it's something now. <laughs> it, it, it is now. And like this thing is though, like records are affordable. There are very expensive collectible records, yeah. I've yeah, noticed. Yeah, yeah, sure. But it's not something I convinced myself of that I wouldn't be able to do. And then once I started doing it, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. You can discover new music, old music. Oh yeah. That's affordable. And of course, you know, there's the collectibles like that you'd like to have in your collection. My friend does that. He's got like the really expensive stuff hung oh, on yeah. the wall. He doesn't he doesn't even let anybody touch it. And I was like, okay. I was like, so I was pleasantly surprised. I'm pretty new to the record world. Okay. Right? Like, so like, I'm kind of, I've only been to two record stores in Portland. Because oh, I, yeah. I, I live across the bridge of Vancouver, Washington. Oh, okay, gotcha. And so I went, have you uh, have you heard of Jackpot Records? Oh, yeah, yeah, Jackpot, yeah. I've been to there once with my wife about a month ago. Okay. And, dude, your collection is beyond anything I've been to so far. Like, it is amazing. And yeah. you have variety. Yeah. Like, and... The one thing I like about this too is like as I, like you're going through the shelves and you're like looking through things. There's a lot of bands that you know I've never heard of before. A lot of indie bands. Yeah. And um, 
So, and I noticed the Jigsaw Records stickers. So, like, I was like, oh, let's look this up. I used mm-hmm. to look. So, Jigsaw Records, tell me a little bit about that. It's a label I started in college. I've had it forever. And, uh, like, I, like most independent labels, I started it to release my own music. But then, you know, I release other people's too. And I've just been, I've been doing it for a long time. It, it, it like had a, it was dormant in the 2000s, but then I picked it up again in 2010 and like, and opened up a record shop. And then like just everything became the focus again after like, you know, 10 years of doing other stuff. So, yeah. And so like when you, when you started Jackpot Re- or sorry, Jigsaw Records, what were like, what were you looking like any band specifically, any genre or uh, just what I like? That's all that matters. See, same, and that, same with the shop. Like, I only sell what I like for the new stuff. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Because I like the one thing that draws me to people and what drew me to your place is like, I could tell that you do what you like. Yeah. Right. And like, it's relevant or it's prevalent in like your store. You just sense that as you come in. And um, I think that's a very rare commodity. You go to some places and you could tell they're trying to do something to please people other than themselves. Yeah. They're, they're doing it for the mass or like, how do I describe it? They're doing it for the sake of I'm not non-expression and not I'm just trying to cater to them. And yeah. I think it's nice when you meet people that find a good balance to where like, hey, I'm doing what I want to do and I'm displaying and showing what I love. And then people come in and they appreciate it. That's yeah, got to exactly. be a nice feeling. I mean, the way the way that I see it is you can't please everybody. So I don't try. Like, I mean, 90% of the people who come in here, they're like, I don't know any of these bands. Some will keep looking. Some will walk out. And that's fine. But the 10% that come in and, and like this music, this is their favorite place. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm shooting for. I'm shooting for that 10%. I mean, the other 90% are great and all. But, I mean, like like I said, you can't please everybody. So I don't try. Exactly. Um. I mean, there there are plenty of shops that sell every single genre of stuff for everybody, which is good. But like, I feel I would feel kind of dishonest selling stuff that I didn't like. I mean, the used is a mixed bag, obviously, and there's a bunch of crap in there. But like, uh, I mean, for the new stuff, like the, I mean, it's like I sell what I like so that I can talk it up rather than say, "Hey, you should buy this record. It's not very good, but I mean, you might like it." So I mean, I just want to be honest about the stuff that I sell. Exactly, and honestly, I think that's like really exciting for me yeah. because in high school. All I did was go on random websites that I was recommended by friends that nobody heard of to try to discover new music. Sure, sure. Right? Like, I think there was one site called The Chuckness. I don't even think it exists anymore. But I love the idea of, like, I'm go- I want to go find music that I'm not used to hearing. Yeah. Something I'm completely unfamiliar with, any genre. Because I feel like if you subject yourself to, I only listen to one type of music, mm-hmm. I feel like you're missing out. Sure. You know, so it's like growing up. My parents were like, I, I, I'm the son of uh, a Portuguese immigrant. My dad moved from Portugal here okay. uh, when he was 18 and had to adjust to the American culture a little bit. Never really got into American music. He knew like who Elvis was and all the big guys. But my mom was really into like punk uh, in the late 70s, early 80s, and then got really into hair metal like Def Leppard and Guns N' Roses. Oh, man. That I know. And so like growing up. That's all I would hear driving in the car was like a mix. Uh, what's that? It was on cassette. It was the Monster Ballads cassette. Oh, my God. You know, they had like uh, more there than words from Extreme sure. and all yeah, right. that. Oh and I was God. like, so I listened to that. And I was like, like some of it, but got a little burnt out. Right. Then I remember my mom played uh, Bob Seger's Night Moves album. Mm. And I loved it. Yeah. I don't know what about Bob Seger that I liked. I was just like this. The vibe of it was nice. Uh, so I started looking more into that. Okay. Oh, Bob's, Bob Seger was like, I got a 
try to find stuff that sounds like this. Okay. It started off as like just the interest of a little kid going to find music, which was like <laughs> was like, "Mom, please buy me a CD player." Because sure. at the time, I was like, "See, um, they had the I think it was in 1997 or 98 when I first got my first CD player." Okay, but it was like the ones that if you held, oh the yeah, it would skip. If you you couldn't hold it in your pocket because it would like skip. I never really got those. <laughs> I know <laughs> you buy them for portable, but you can't go anywhere they were portable i was like i, I can't take i tried to take it to school with me and it's like <laughs> skipping and then by the end of the school day the cd doesn't work uh, and then i think it was early 2000s sony came out with a digital uh cd player that could could take um what you're listening to and put it in mp3 format right right didn't know how to use the mp3 format but it made <laughs> it was it was actually a cd player you can carry around that doesn't skip okay gotcha. right so it was like finally i got something I got really into hip hop. <laughs> I was that white guy in the early 2000s where it was like I was listening to Outkast. Like the first rap album I ever listened to was AT Aliens okay. from Outkast. And I went through a period where I listened to nothing but hip hop for years. I think it was right out of high school uh, in 2009 where I started hanging out with people that were just listening to different types of music, listening to blues, listening to jazz, sure. uh, folk music. I never listened to folk music and uh, got introduced to that. So that started the whole period of like, discovering music okay and the one thing i've noticed now is that i thought like oh man if you know once i get into records is this gonna stop because it's like but going to your record store and thinking like i'm gonna come across albums i i my friends have showed me or stuff that's common you get bands that you've never heard of before yeah and that's what i love i was like oh so i can continue to do this for the rest of my life yeah <laughs> there's an endless font of of music out there i mean new and old and you know future yeah i mean like by the time you found you discovered everything more new stuff has come out so and, and i was so like ignorant to think that like okay the newer bands aren't releasing anything on vinyl i was mm -hmm. thinking like maybe that's an older thing that like classic like artists from the 80s and 90s did and then now they don't, they, you know, like you hear some artists who release a CD on Apple Music and then they come out with a limited vinyl. Right. So I thought that was like just a niche thing, sure, but sure. it's not. So like, I'm just in this like, uh, how do you say, like journey of music discovery that I feel like was been enhanced by your place. And, <laughs> nice. and like, and the fact that you set, want to sit down and talk to me and like, I've, and let, allow me to learn from you. I really yeah. appreciate. Yeah. I mean, like, that's kind of, that's kind of why I do this. Like, I mean. When people come in and they don't know the music, I ask if they want to hear it. And like, I mean, there's little description stickers on the records to kind of get them interested. And that's they, what I liked. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and if that if that piques their interest, they're like, hey, can I listen to this? I'm like, here you go. And like, because I have, since I like all this music, I have it all on my computer already. So um, I just, you know, somebody says, oh, this record, I want to hear this one. Here you go. So it makes it pretty easy. I came to here about two weeks ago with my wife. Okay. And we both noticed that because you're the only place I've been to that gives descriptions of the album yeah but very subtle but descriptive where they're actually they're great descriptions most of them <laughs> some of them aren't the best but, but like, <laughs> i try you got like you got like the set like oh god which one was it there's this big i got a record from here recently from a band that i think is from hillsborough okay uh they're called like smashed and crashed or oh, i can't think of the band but I can't remember. very punky um and even the record came with like a like an artwork pamphlet Okay. Something that was just black and white, looked kind of like a comic strip. It was so nice. nice. And my wife's like, he, oh, he's actually describing on the record, like kind of like a brief description. I'm like, that's nice. Because he, <laughs> like, it, like, you don't really, like, I felt like that just for people who are unfamiliar with that band, especially them being local or independent. Sure, yeah. It's like, that's nice to where I can just, now I can kind of picture it and be like, 
oh, I can go that. I'm looking for something like that. Yeah. It piques the interest and like kind of keeps you want searching longer. It's really nice. Not a lot of places do it. Yeah. But um, if you don't look, so growing up, or you grew up in the Pacific Northwest? No, um, I grew up mostly in New England, like Connecticut and upstate New York. My father-in-law so. is from New England. <laughs> really? He is from New Ipswich, New Hampshire. Oh, man. Out in the country. They're yeah. like a bunch of Finnish people that live up in the mountains. I was out in the country in upstate New York, so mostly Canada, so and <laughs> what near Canada. What brought you to the Northwest? Um, I've moved many times in my life. I went to school in Texas and, um, while in Texas, uh, I was planning on moving to Providence after I graduated, but, um, I ended up meeting, uh, my future ex-wife and, uh, which is really weird to say, but, um, I ran up meeting her and like, uh, she lived in Santa Cruz. So I moved to New England, um, not Connecticut. So I was living with my mom cause I was going to like be going, taking a trip after a few months, but like. I moved out there planning to move to Providence, but then she convinced me to move to Santa Cruz. So I came out West. And then from there we went to Seattle and lived there from 99 to 19. And I moved here like May of 19 and I've been here ever since in Portland. Man, what an adventure. I have like, lived so many places. It's crazy. That's awesome. Cause I, I'm trying to go to more places now. Like, oh yeah. Um, you know, I grew up, I, I was born in uh, Tulare, California, which is like a town about 30 minutes South of Fresno. Okay. Like central Cali. Nothing really there. It's a lot of desert and dairies. I, yeah. You know, it's like if you're, it's a place that's, I would call it maybe a flyover city. Like if you drove through it, it just looked like dirt. It's just, yeah, right. it's just a desert full of I've cows. Dri I've driven the five, so I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then when I was seven years old, uh, oh no, I was three years old. My, you know, my mom, all her family moved to Oregon and, okay. uh, she felt kind of lonely and told my dad was like, Hey, we're moving to Oregon. Okay. I want to be closer to my mom sure. and my sisters. And I can't imagine my life because i grew up in portland like my entire life i just recently moved to vancouver like okay. seven years ago um where i met my wife so i'm glad i did yeah but like i like right now i'm at this stage where like you know i got a four-year-old son and a one-year-old son mm -hmm. and i'm like now i want to travel more than i've ever done and it's hard to do with kids <laughs> but right. so it's like uh me and my wife the place that we've thought about moving to, and it's kind of hard now with COVID and like, yeah, right. how, like housing prices being higher, but uh, is Seattle. I really like Seattle. Okay. It's like, it's, I would say it's different than Portland, kind of similar, but like, it just seems like a bigger, more adventurous. Like you get more out of it in some ways. Yeah. But, um, so, and I can imagine like in Seattle, like the record stores and the music scene, that's got to be pretty interesting, right? Yeah, there, there's a lot of good stuff up there in terms of that. Unfortunately, most of it's been pushed out due to prices, but mm. but still, I mean, like Seattle kind of lost its soul like some years ago. I mean, it, it was going downhill for a while, but like once Amazon moved smack downtown, like what was that, like eight, ten years ago, whatever, and all that happened, it pushed anybody that was interesting way out. And like they live, a lot of them moved to the suburbs, but a lot of them just left because yeah. they didn't want to live in the suburbs. Yeah, so that, yeah, it lost its soul some time ago, and that's mostly like a lot of the reason that I wanted out. So yeah, that's super unfortunate because I, I remember like like you said it was like eight or nine years ago, and I had a uh, a friend that lived up there, and they told me something similar. So, like the Amazon was mm -hmm. kind of what did it. it yeah, it was. It was. Because I'm thinking you had Microsoft, but that was already out in the middle of nowhere, and you yeah. had some other stuff that's out in the middle of nowhere. And that's Boeing fine. was already there. Yeah, that's fine, because it's not smack downtown. But once you move a major corporation and all the people that come with it right in the middle of downtown, that... You push I mean, out the, everybody that yeah. was there. Yeah, uh, nobody can live... Nobody, no, Everybody's priced out, so... And that's like, the, you know... And that's a reason why I wanted to, like, do this podcast, because mm -hmm. I... 
I hear a lot, especially lately with like everything that's happened the last couple of years yeah. when it comes to like the protests, um, the negative publicity you hear about Portland on the media and kind of people like people who aren't from here and how they view the city. Yeah. And I was like, that's not how I, that's not how I see it. I know. Right. I don't see it. And I live here. So, yeah. Once you're here and you're like in it, like you're in it every day, you come to work every day. Yeah. You see the people that come to your shop every day. And it's it, it's like a part of me just says, I want people to see Portland for what I think it is. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. It's got beautiful people. It's got a lot of interesting stuff. And you can't just go off face front of what you hear on the news. No, because the thing is right wing media, just like, I mean, they're using it as a scapegoat for, you know, it's a boogeyman city. So it's just like, exactly. you know, they're, I mean, they'll move on to something else when something else happens. I had a friend recently uh, where I reconnected with him, went to high school with him. We were really good friends. And uh, we just reconnected recently mm-hmm. and started hanging out. And I told him, we were talking about how often we go to Portland. And when I lived here, I went here like five days a week, just head down to the city. It was either just like look around to stuff, whether looking at art, going thrift shopping, sure. uh, looking at music, going to like local bars or something, just kind of exploring, you mm-hmm. know, and then, you know, going to Blazer games when you can, but they're super expensive now, so mm-hmm. it's hard. And I, I asked him, I was like, so when's the last time you've been to Portland? He's like, oh. I don't really go over the bridge. I'm like, why not? Like, and he's like, you know, I just, you know, he, his wife is um, from Europe and is unfamiliar with the area. And he okay. just did, he felt like he didn't want to deal with things. It was unsafe to go. And I'm okay. like, really? I was like, I go to Portland like twice a week, man. There's, yeah. there's nothing unsafe about it. Okay. Like, I, I mean, the, obviously you see homeless people, you see people that aren't mentally there. Yeah. That's, that's an unfortunate reality, but I've never been bothered by people or harassed by people. Most mm. people just least mind their own business and do their thing. For the most part. For the most part. And so I, I, that kind of triggered me to be like, is this how people really think it is? Like, it's just like some barren city that's unsafe to go visit. And I can like, and when you have that reputation, people who are tourists don't want to travel here. Yeah. People don't feel safe to leave their house over something that's just not true. And I, I that kind of was like, what can I do? to maybe shed a light if people are listening and they see it and they're like, oh, that's, you know, I thought Portland was this way, but they get to see a person who's obviously doing well for themselves, very happy, living a peaceful life in Portland yeah. and not being stabbed on a daily basis, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I just was like, I want to be able to talk to people that are doing some cool things and are like doing what they love. And it's it's refreshing for me to see to see like a person that's got this whole like set up for the like for their stuff to share with people people come in they appreciate it they take it home with them sure they listen to it and it's like a piece of you gets to go to the city it's such a wonderful thing <laughs> and i i just I, I, it's kind of sad that I, I that this is a view that people have of the city that i hope is not permanent and yeah, I, I mean i yeah i don't I don't, I don't, I mean, like I said, like something else will happen somewhere else and all the focus will shift. Exactly. Just, Which ironically, yeah. not it's a fleeting. lot of, there was a, what, uh, that, you know, like last year when Seattle got a little bit of attention because that guy occupied, yeah, that one group occupied the city. Yeah. That die off so fast. Nobody talks about that anymore. Yeah. I mean, but, like you can even go back to the WTO thing in 99 in Seattle. It's just like, there's always something happening somewhere. So like, you know, like all the right wing people are just like that right there. And then yeah. they focus on it for a while and then something else happens. I mean, they, they have the attention span of a squirrel. And it's it becomes like, like the staple, like the, like, this is the capital of liberalism. Yeah. And it's like, no, there are people that live, everybody thinks their own way. Yeah. Well, you can't just assume 
that this is just what it is. Right. That's closed minded. So don't like I don't like when people say I'm a very open minded person, but you've obviously think in absolutisms. So you deem that for how it is. That's not how it is. Yeah. It's like like let's say like I have family in my in my I have people in my family that live out in the country, like northern Washington or okay. up towards battleground. Sure, sure. Right. So they live a country lifestyle. I don't go around saying that like some people are this way or this like deem them all like country redneck people. Right. Don't do that because they're people are more complex than that. Like people, it's not, it's not fair to assume anybody is a certain way, you know? And, uh, I just really hope that people learn that Portland is a beautiful place and they come back because the city has done a lot for people and it deserves more than just being tossed out as a garbage city. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, but, um, so, when you do you have like a favorite record or a favorite like group of music that kind of influenced you more towards your life? Influenced me in what way? Like when? I mean, like oh. I've had I've had so many things influence me, and I have like over a thousand favorite records. Oh, so yeah. it's like really impossible, and that's really hard to ask that question. Yeah, I like, never, I can never answer it. And so. like, if somebody asked me, they're like, "What influenced you more?" I'm like, "Well, I would say identity wise, maybe hip hop." Mm-hmm. Because I think I just clinged on to that for a long period of time. Okay. And this this is the weird thing, too, is like now I can listen to like, let's say, older hip hop, hip hop from the 80s to 90s or uh-huh. early 2000s. And it does, it feels like it carries over. OK. Right? But I would say recently I tried to like I'm going to listen to current hip hop. OK. Current rap, whatever it is. I'm going to be open minded. I'm going to go into it. Sure. I can't do it. Really? It's really hard. And I mean, I'm not trying to judge, but like I, I, I it's, it's just not. There's so much missing for me. And I, I don't think personally I can identify or relate with any of it. Okay. So I was like, let's try to be open-minded, Greg. Let's listen to it. Let's not try to attach anything That's to it. There's but, some people coming down. Oh, go do your thing, man. Well, I mean, I don't have to leave, but we can have fun. Oh, yes. Mask, you got mask on. Hello. Oh, it's Katie. This is the How store's doing, owner. <laughs> Hello, the building's owner. Yeah, no worries. Are you yes. Oh, yeah. We're, we're having, yes. Come on in. <laughs> right? No, just this and that. Records. Talking, talk about records. Talking about Portland. Just kind of like how much we love the city. Nice. And like what me and him were just talking about is like I was saying like part of the podcast is like I wanted to highlight businesses and people I believe are kind of like breaking the breaking the mold and kind of branching out their personality and love for the things that they want to the city nice. and kind of giving back. Yeah. Because I think the city's in desperate need of it. The city like loves it and appreciates it. Yeah. Bringing, bringing that enthusiasm while also not being a jerk about it. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's just like it's it's so nice to it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's refreshing to come into a and come into a business where you kind of see the personalities of the people shining through the stuff they're providing. Well, and I do feel like Chris is so good at like the little blurbs he does and the way he thinks about selling mm. music is so personal, but is also just so accessible. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, you're great. <laughs> And like we, like and people will appreciate it. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. But um, no, we were talking. So like, um, so like those records you're saying, like you got thousands of records that you thousands can, of favorite records. favorites, right? <laughs> can you can you think of a moment like like when you were younger that kind of was like a point where like, oh, this was like a changing like this song, this person, this moment. Um, I honestly can't. I mean, because, like, it's just always been there. Yeah. It's just always been there for me. Like, like I said, from age eight, my dad gave me a tape player and, like, a mixtape. And, like, 
just it never uh, stopped. Off to the races from there, I know, right? No, and like like I was telling you about with the whole hair metal, I feel like it got me into music in the way where I'm like, I can't just listen to hair metal. I have to go see what else is out there. Right? Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I, Guns and Roses and like Def Leppard are nice to a certain point, but you gotta, and that's all I was hearing from my mom. So I'm like, yeah. I, I gotta go look for stuff. Yeah, and I'm glad I did, because now it's like, like I did, like I said, I just recently started collecting records, and this is all brand new to me. Right, like even getting familiar with a record player, yeah, and um, getting familiar with like what type of audio to have and how to connect the speakers and how to do like this is a brand new experience for me. Even doing the podcast is a brand new experience yeah. for me. Luckily, I got this guy. Yeah. Give a shout out, Wada. How's it going? <laughs> but luckily, I got this guy because this guy is right now he's going to school for uh, to be an like a computer tech. Oh, very cool. So him naturally is just great with computers. And me and him work together. I work for a transportation company okay. in uh, Washington, and that's how we met each other. And this guy is a wizard with this stuff, man. <laughs> like, I couldn't do this without him. Well, you know, I'm still learning, so. Yeah, but we're learning together. Yay. You know? But, um, yeah, man, like, just walking in here, just like, this is like, the fact that we have these well, chairs. Well, this, this is the back room. I mean, nobody really comes back this here. This is so. a hangout spot. This is a nice <laughs> hangout spot, This is a hangout spot when there's no customers. <laughs> And, like, the one thing I also noticed as well is, like, you got the T-shirt rack over there. Yes. Um. So is that, like, strictly bands, like, from local bands that you have on the no. label? Um. Well, there's two T-shirt racks. Uh, the one, the far one is the one that I've had. It's a mixture of, like, used shirts from either myself or friends or local bands, as you say, or, like, just, like, new shirts that I have. Um. Whereas the other rack, the one with mostly black T-shirts, come from a shop called Night Channels, who... Had a physical store in Northeast like a uh, like a year ago, but they had to close for the pandemic. So oh, basically, we're just giving them a home until like they find a new spot. Yeah. So that's that's what those are. So yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Because I mean, we all gotta help each other, oh. especially now. No, that that's what I'm talking about. Like, like, like I could sense that in this place. Yeah. Like when I first came, it's like it's really rare. Like I know I'm repeating this, but it's just nice. It's so refreshing. You don't get this from a lot of places. Yeah. Like I, I about a week before Christmas, I came up to Books with Pictures upstairs, awesome. and there I can't remember his name. It was a tall gentleman uh, that was helping me out because I came in That's and was Nick. Nick. Yeah, great. Nick was super nice. Yeah. So yeah. I came in and I was like, hey, you know, my wife is really into manga and anime. I was like, I don't really know a lot about it, and I was like, I wonder if there's something you can recommend to me that you think that she'll like. So he takes me over to this section and uh -huh. he's like, so these have a couple series. He's like, this one is like one I really enjoy. This is one. I, I gave him a couple. I can't remember the suggestions I gave of the stuff uh -huh. that my wife liked, but he knew immediately. Yeah. Nice. I was like, the dude's got the knowledge. I was like, this <laughs> is nice. And like, just getting that, the friendly atmosphere. I left this place just like, okay, this is a great place. These people <laughs> are nice. These people know what they're doing. And it's just like, and I, I didn't know if he was the, the owner of the place or not. I was yeah. like, if this guy's the owner of the place, this is great. It's a great. Yeah. You know, Nick has been working for me since I opened uh, six years ago. Uh, he was not my first hire. He was my second hire. Oh, okay. I, will, I will microphone. He was not my first hire. <laughs> he was my second hire. Um, and he came on half time when he started. And then a year in, he came on full time and got to quit his job at Barnes & Noble. Awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, has been with me ever since. He is my absolute right hand. I adore him. The dude is awesome. And he's so good at his job. And he loves, loves comics. He is also a killer artist. And I know that eventually he will stop working with me and go make comics full time. And I will be sad when he does. Oh, man. I mean, happy for him. But also, you know, like losing a limb. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, it's hard. Like when you find somebody who's just so good at what they do and you're like, you know, they're not going to be here forever. Yeah. Well, and you know, I've, at this point I have two staff members who I've lost to full-time art. Uh, and it's just, it feels so good when they do, because like a lot of the reason you land in a, you know, Chris is a musician. A lot of the reason you land in a comic shop is because you love comics and because you make comics. Exactly. A lot of the reason you land in a record shop is because you make music because you love music. Um, and so, you know, a, a lot of my, you know, it's part of the reason it looks so good in the shop. I've got, you know, staff who make signage. I've got staff who make, you know, really good social media posts, all of that. Um, and then eventually, you know, some of them will spread their wings and fly away and that's okay too. And that's okay. <laughs> but like the nice thing is, is when you provide the atmosphere for people who feel welcome, who have these interests, right? like people will keep coming because they love the same things. Like they're going to walk in, see it, you know, and uh, it's unfortunate that the good ones got to go, you know, Nick's going to, he's going to do well with his art and he's eventually going to go, but somebody not. will come in. <laughs> That will love it just as yeah. much or yeah, more. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's never ending. It's constantly replenishing. It's it's so nice. Yeah. Like, And it's very rare to find that. Yeah, and my it, very first hire, Alyssa Salah, just I think published... I met her. I think I met her last, like two weeks ago. Oh, she wouldn't have been here. She no. left me two years ago. There was a younger woman that was here. Uh, I didn't so there's her name. Kitty and there's Nicole. Nicole's okay. upstairs working right now. Um, And then uh, Kitty works the other half of the week. Um. But yeah, it's a it's a good crew. We've got a really good staff. Everybody loves comics. Everybody makes art except me. I'm the only non-artist in the crew. I can't draw worth anything. Um, but I'm the but exactly. I'm the I'm the I'm the business brain. Um, yeah, and it's will be six years in April. Whoa! So congratulations. You know, just keeping it up. Many many more years. I hope so. Uh, yeah. But yeah. No, like I thank you, yeah. and I, I I really appreciate it. Like I yeah. I just and I can't I can't. I say mean, it. I wouldn't be here without Katie. So I mean, like I'm it's so a, it's glad building. you landed with me. It is, <laughs> me too. It was a weird chain of events that got you here, but I, I feel just, like total we're luck. There. Total luck. It was meant to be, <laughs> right? And think, now you've got this cozy basement to hang out in, right? <laughs> this is so nice, though. It's so like, like for me, I I'm a sucker for low, low ceilings. I love low ceilings because I feel like <laughs> I feel very cozy and warm, and like it just. And everything sounds nice. Like even the music sounds like it just echoes through. It's perfect. It, when bands played here, um, like like you'd think with all the concrete and stuff that it would sound bad, but if you have like you know t at least ten people here, mm -hmm. it soaks it up and it just yeah. sounds amazing. It's soft. It's this nice softened space, which yeah, yeah, it's really good. Oh, it man. came out really well. Because I noticed when I was looking at your guys' website, and like I was like. I saw there were images of different bands yeah. and I was like, Oh man, I'd love to go. And I'm definitely going to come when COVID's over and people are allowed back in. Yeah, I would we'll, love to come we'll see shows a show as soon as we're allowed to, Yeah, but it'll be a while, but yeah. But no, Chris, I really appreciate you coming on and talking oh, with totally. me, man. And, uh, I appreciate everything you guys doing for the city, doing for the the community. Um, please don't stop. Like, please don't stop. I have no intention. Pe so. <laughs> people love it. I'm going to keep coming in and getting records. Hey. I'm getting this guy. I gave this man my uh, a record player I just got for one of my friends that was missing a cartridge. I said, I'm going to give it to him. Uh -huh. So he's going to come back and keep getting records. And right, Ron? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm going to run back upstairs. You okay. Can have fun. Nice okay, to meet thanks. you. Oh, it's so good to meet you. Good to meet you, too. <laughs> um, but no, man, like, I really appreciate uh, you coming on. Uh, I really appreciate you having me and just of letting course. me be, do it here. Like when you told me, you're like, like, because when I asked you, I was like, oh, I don't want to make him drive all the way up to Vancouver. I, oh, I didn't like, know that was a thing. <laughs> I, I didn't know that's what you meant when you asked. Well, like, well, normally I, I'm, I'm very awkward. Sometimes I don't come off like I don't. 
I don't come <laughs> out right. I, I say the wrong things. And and so I think when I said that and you said, oh, no, we can do it here. I was like, awesome. Okay. I would okay, love to okay. do it there. I was like, whatever is like more comfortable for people. Because some people prefer like, you know, that's my way of place of work. I don't know. And I oh, yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. And yeah. I figured during work hours, I was like, I didn't want to like inconvenience you. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, and, and as luck would have it, we haven't had, you know, anybody come down yet. No, it's kind of worked okay, out, right? I I somebody it was nice that she came down. Really I know nice it was really fortuitous. Yeah, but man, it's just like and that's what I'm saying. Like, just like the the relationship you have with her. Yeah, and like, and I have a partner in the shop too. His name is Thomas. Um, I mean, like, he and I started this shop together. Like, um, I I've had Jigsaw Records forever, and I had a shop in Seattle called Jigsaw Records. Yeah, so I closed that and moved down here for my vinyl underground, calling it something new. And Thomas is my partner in this shop, but I mean, he also has like a real job, and he's starting a family. So like. He's not he's not involved in the day to day really. He's more of the big picture guy. Yeah. And I'm the day to day. I mean, so it's like it's not exactly mine solely, but I mean, you know, I I think we don't have a percentage, but like it's a lot me and some him. Exactly. So like I mean you can't leave him out. So No, and shout out, man. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Cause I mean like that's the thing though. It's like even though that's the thing that I understand with families. Yeah, yeah. You have families, they're they do take a lot of time. Yeah, especially, you know, a baby that was born six weeks ago. So, oh, really? Do more baby. <laughs> oh, man, I feel for him right now. He probably does right? sleep a lot. Congratulations. Congratulations, <laughs> man. But, um, no, man, I, um, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Any social medias? Um, I am so bad at social media. <laughs> That's so, why I have my friend Kempo. She she is uh, my social media guru because I actually um, made a post for this interview on Monday. And um, apparently... It just sent to you. It didn't go to the world. That's okay, because I got... I, I don't I, know how to do it. It's really... Dude, I'm still learning, too. Like, <laughs> it's weird. Like, I have my um my regular social media, which is, you know, myself. Sure, sure. And then I have the wild, weird social media. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out a way to where, like, the stuff I post on the wild, weird will go to the other one. Right. So, like, now I have to double post, right? So right, I'm like right. Same, same. Because I've got I... one for Jigsaw, one for my vinyl underground. And the funny thing is, uh, I don't have a personal Instagram at all. Like, if I need to post something personally, I just do it on Jigsaw and, you know, whatever. But I don't do it very often. Well, that's so. cool. That's actually, I feel like that's probably very healthy. You know? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of keeps you, like, because I know people that are on social media nonstop. Oh, yeah. No, that's To a certain me. point that are obsessed yeah. with it. Right. And I would say, like, I I, I, I envy, I'm going to say envy. I, I understand why some people would, like, oh, I don't have an Instagram. But, like, that, good for you, man. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like. I, I don't really do much in terms of looking and I barely do anything in terms of posting. So, I mean, for better, I mean, like, that's fine personally, but since I run a business, that's actually bad. Yeah. Which so is why I have Kiempo on now because, like, she actually, you know, does the stuff that I neglect. Are so. you familiar with TikTok at all? I, I've seen somebody watch TikTok. I've ne I don't have the app on my phone and I've never, I've never personally looked at it. See, so. I'm not hating on TikTok or anything. But this man, I, he's like, when we started the podcast, he's like, you should definitely try to get onto TikTok. Really? Figure out something to do. I'm like, yeah, but is it TikTok like people doing dance twerk videos? I don't know. I just I thought know. like it wasn't a, a place to do that, like to promote yeah. a podcast. So I finally did it. I'm like, I'm finally going to do some promos. So okay. Like, if I, I'm not, so like right before most of the podcasts I do in my studio, I'll, I'll be listening to a record and I'll okay. do like a quick little promo shot of like oh, whatever okay, yeah, record yeah, nice. with the vinyl. And like kind of info from the song. For sure. That bumped up the viewage just from doing TikTok. Really? Oh man. And I was like, the one thing I didn't want to do, I end up doing because of this guy telling me to do it. It took me a few weeks. 
to make him to convince him. Yes, <laughs> you, you actively tried like for weeks to convince me. Oh my god, I don't want to do it. And you're like, come on. Not only during the podcast, but also during work and whatever I saw him. Really. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then um, I finally was like, okay, I'll do it. But I'm gonna do it my way. I'm like, I'm not gonna be twerking or dancing on any videos. Whoop. Not doing that. So I was like, I was like, how can I do this to promote? And that, it helped. It does a little bit. Okay. But like, preferably, I would like to just like. You know, if you could follow me on Instagram, cool. If you yeah. like, listen to me on Spotify and Apple, that's primarily where I'm. You know, everything's gonna be on. Sure, but it's really, it's like a part of me just didn't want to do that because I'm like, God, it's not. I don't want to do it. But it's 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 weird because like I didn't think about when I started this that social media is gonna be such a thing that yeah. I'd have to do for promotion. Yeah, right. But the one thing that's benefited for me is I spend more time on it now promoting like the podcast and the people that I have on the show Yeah, that I'm not really focused. I'm not going on Instagram to look at people following me or like, right. or like looking at other people's lives. It actually helped me just focusing on it as yeah. a business thing. Yeah. I mean like, it's just, I have so much going on just like actual like logistical things that like social media just isn't on that list. Yeah. I know it should be as a business, but, but also you have other isn't. things you're doing. You have to do. Yeah, right. I know. There's a lot of things that, like, you know, I really should promote. I mean, when we have a show here, I will post it, like, a few times and, like, you know, do good with that. But just day to day, like, new records come in, like, I'll try to do it every now and again, but I forget a yeah. lot. So. No, I get that. I, I don't mean, think I get I... new records, like, almost every day. So I can't post every day. I just oh. don't have the bandwidth. It's just, doesn't it seem exhausting to have to do that? Yes. Like, yes, it, it seems way good. Like, so I, I don't have, try. I want to live my <laughs> life a little bit. <laughs> Like, I don't want to have to be like, oh, man, so 11 a.m. tomorrow. Time to post. Right when they get in, I got to open know. the boxes and it's posting time. Right. Like, I get why some people feel like they have to do it. But also, it just seems like it's such a waste of time. I mean, I don't know if it's a waste of time, but it's extra energy. Yeah. Which I don't actually, you know, I don't really have a lot right now. Same. So, and, I mean, like, time. I mean, time, but I wouldn't say it's a waste. Exactly. I mean, like, I'm sure there's some businesses that, like, you know, they wouldn't be what they were without social media. Exactly. Which is okay. But, like. It like, I I don't know. I'm just not good at it, so I don't. No, I totally <laughs> understand, man. I think it's like like it's like you only have so much energy to give. Yeah, you know, right. like think of like I I forgot what I was listening to, but he talked about energy being like a bar. You know, like you ever notice like with like the most successful people, they don't spend a lot of time focused on what they look like with their clothes. Bill Gates doesn't care what he dresses like. Like there's only so much energy you have a day. Yeah, yeah. And you have to be able to disperse it properly. Sure. Disperse it and balance it. And I don't have that for social media. Like I'm right. trying to focus on being a decently okay father, you know. That's important. And I'm like, I can't do that if I'm like taking pictures of my kids all the time. I I would just want to spend time with them. They're not gonna care how many how many days I spent on Instagram. Yeah. You know, so like I think now it's like, and you know, of course I'll take pictures of my kids during like oh, of course, yeah. Christmas holidays, stuff like that. But it's like, I, I'm focused on constantly. spending time with people. Yeah. I feel like how do I, as an essential, not spend as much time on social media outside of what I feel like I need to right. and divert the rest of the time to actually communicating with people. Yeah. Like I, this would have happened if we just didn't decide we wanted to talk together in person, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, man, I really appreciate you coming yeah, on. Sure. It is a pleasure. Thank um, you for letting me come on. So yeah, no, no anytime. And just let me know anytime you want to come on and you want to talk. I'm oh, really? always there. Okay. Anytime, man. <laughs> and um, but you know, follow Chris on. Go to My Vinyl Underground on Instagram or Jigsaw Records. Or, both of them actually. I mean, I I'm on like Facebook, uh, um, uh, Instagram and Twitter, and then you know, there's websites, regular or regular websites. So exactly. Jigsaw is a mail order. So yeah, Jigsaw Records and also follow. 
books with pictures yes, at Instagram. Please. They the, really nice place. Got some great comics. Good oh, books. Yeah. Anything you can imagine. If you like comics, like you know, Spider Man No Way Home just came out. Check out some Spider Man. I mean, comics and records in one building. I mean, come on. You can't. Like this is like the jewel of Portland. Or something. It is. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like when you come to a place, literally in the same building. Yeah. Right. Right, but honestly, aesthetically, I think it's perfect that the records are in the basement. It gives off the vibe. I know my vinyl underground. Come on, it's underground. <laughs> and Bookswood Pictures, like that's like the best name for a comic book shop. It, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. But I think it was hard. Like I remember, I was like, I was going online, and I was like, okay, I remember the place called Bookswood Pictures. You got both the signs outside, uh-huh. and I was like, okay. So I typed in at Books with Pictures on Instagram. Okay, there's a lot of book with pictures. Really, but like the first one was an image of a. Like this place is like an image of a rat, like a like a statue of a rabbit with a tie on it. Okay. And I was like, that's not what I remember. No. I clicked on it, and it was the place. Oh, was like, is it so, was it the uh, the mural? Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. So I was like, okay, the mural okay. just happened to come with the building, which is amazing. Really? So yeah, it was on there. Um, she, Katie, the person who's just here, uh, she bought this building, like, almost three years ago. Uh-huh. She was further down the street, like we're on Division, Fourteenth and Division, and she was on like what. 12th in division so it's uh-huh. like really close and she had her shop there for a while but then this came up so she bought this building and she opened up her bookshop in may of 19 maybe it was june i can't remember and i opened up down here in july so like i couldn't i couldn't make it to be the exact same time so like no i think she opened in june and i opened in july but either way like we've both been here since you know mid 19 and like like it's been really cool. Sure, there's problems. It's an old building. The roof leaks a little. That needs to be fixed. What roofs don't? I know, but like, um, yeah, no, it's it's been amazing. So, I'm glad, man, and I I look forward to like the success of this place and look forward yeah. to just coming we're gonna here. we're gonna be getting uh food pods in the food carts in the in the parking lot. There were a couple here, but um, one left, and then I think the other one just couldn't do it. But apparently. Due to the pandemic in the city, it's much harder to get a license oh. uh, for, for a cart to host a cart because uh-huh. you have to have proper sewage and trash and all that stuff. So, like, they changed the rules. So, uh, Katie has been, like, getting those uh, done and she should be able to get start having people out here, like, like in early spring. So, we'll get food pods again, food carts again, and, like, it'll be, like, a much more, a much more inclusive place in terms of, like, you know, we got records, comics, and food. So, like, not not just records and comics. So, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. No, because I noticed, like, like, a couple weeks ago, I think it was around the corner to, like, if you go out the door and take a left. The, there was, uh, like, a small little market the going plant. on. The no, um, plant. Uh, I forgot her name. I'm sorry. But, like, yeah, she sells plants. She's, she was doing that in the parking lot um, in the summer, but then uh, she moved into the garage around the corner. So, yeah. Oh, that's what, okay, because I've, I've seen a lady mess with plants around the garage. I yeah. didn't know if that was connected to the that, store or not. Yeah, yeah it, it sort of is. It wasn't a parking lot, but now um, that's our garage. So, I mean, that's she's, awesome. she's renting that out, which is really cool. It's a nice little place. I bought plants from her. That before. sucks they make it like less inconvenient, but, you know, hopefully we're, co- we're coming out of COVID soon. Hopefully. I believe it. Well, I don't, but <laughs> I, don't I, I hope. <laughs> I, I just hope like they just let us go do more things that we like and well, stop yeah. telling us to not live our lives well i mean yeah. <laughs> i mean some people need to be told so. exactly but man i appreciate it so much um uh like i said follow you know the my vinyl underground on instagram jigsawrecords.com and jigsaw records on instagram books with pictures at instagram mm-hmm. um dude i really appreciate it thank For you sure. so much and thank, thank you. you to everybody who's liked and subscribed to the wild weird on instagram yes. and youtube and thanks to juan 
Thank you, Juan. <laughs> I'm at your service. <laughs> I don't pay you, so I appreciate your service. <laughs> oh, boy. But thank you, Juan. And um, thank you guys for listening into the Instagram Live. And like I said, come down to My Vinyl Records. Check out their collections. Look at their shirts. They got something for everybody. You got a this ton of stuff. place is amazing. <laughs> and I mean, Chris and will be here. Chris yeah. is more than helpful. I'm here all the time. Well, when I'm open. <laughs> and he is awesome. And I really appreciate you, Chris. Yay. Thank you so much for doing the show for me, totally. man. And it's been nice talking to you. And we're definitely going to do this again. Right. Okay, cool. All right. Thank you. Have a good day, you right, guys. See ya. <laughs>